perhaps, perhaps a bunch of the people who who uh, think for themselves look at what's going on and say to themselves, self, things aren't as bad as it seems. This virus doesn't seem as bad as it seems. These people keep uh, overreacting. These people that keep overreacting are lying to me. The people that are lying to me tend to be Democrats. They, the Democrats tend to be liars. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com. Uh, this is the 713 show. Um, July. Oh. <laughs> July 13th. And, and shockingly enough, um, hold on, I think my gate's broken just a second. No, we're there. Uh, shockingly enough, David is in, in the free, freeville in South Dakota. Ooh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, thank And you. oddly, we're doing the show in the middle of the day on a Monday. <laughs> How strange. <laughs> I don't think we've done a daytime show in, man, a couple of years? Other than a Saturday every now and then, but most of the time it's night. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> uh, I just wanted to celebrate. I mean, celebrate. this, this has been, uh, some would say... Decades in the making. Decades, as they call it. <clears throat> Celebrate um, the epitome of woke. Ready? Ready? The Washington NFL team today says it will retire the Redskins name and logo. Why? I mean, they're just, <clears throat> I mean, I get, I'm a redskin occasionally when I get out in the sun. I, I don't know what the issue is. The well, Washington Redskins <laughs> announced Monday, today, oh. that they will be retiring their nickname and logo. Now, this is Dan Snyder, the uh, owner of the Redskins, has pushed back hard forever against the the... Would you call them the woke bunch, the uh, the rename it class? I guess so. The ca the cancel cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because apparently, calling the football team the Redskins is um, racist and demeaning. <clears throat> because the last time that I and and correct me if I'm wrong, the last time. That I understood, like if if you join a team, uh, and you be called that, that you normally take on the moniker of your team because it's a disgrace, right? That's normally why you do it. Well, I mean, there are a few exceptions, <laughs> like the high school that I came from. <laughs> their mascot was the Trojan, uh, so. Well, and they, and were, to the <laughs> they kind of lost. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> the school just to the north uh, west of here in South Dakota, their mascot used to be the midgets. 
that's which, huh. which <laughs> imagine uh, imagine the visual. You got the the team coming in to play basketball and spattered across the jersey. This is the midgets. And it was just this just the midgets. Well, yeah, mid midgets. Mm-hmm. Now, did that mean something different? What at a certain... what else could it mean? <laughs> I wow! Don't know. I know. Today we are announcing we will be retiring the Redskins name and logo upon completion of this review, the uh, team I, said. I'm sorry, I can't let that one drop. <laughs> What's it now, the little people? Or um, I don't think they have a school anymore. Oh. And there you have it. <laughs> you see what happens when you disgrace the little people? No. Huh. It just got so small that it disappeared. <laughs> I, I okay. guess. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Dan Snyder and coach Ron Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of our proud, tradition-rich franchise and inspire our sponsors, How fans, about the engines? <laughs> and community for the next 100 years. Now, that is ambitious. Huh. The assumption is people are going to give a crap about football after this year. Yeah. That's the assumption. Yeah. And I think that's a bold one. Yeah. No, I no, I agree. I mean, it's like NASCAR when they when they the whole thing with that quote unquote noose that was found. Ah, yes. You know Bubba. Yeah, with Bubba. No, and no, I can say Confederate flags. Correct. But we say we, we use the word Bubba because that's his name. We're not implying anything. <clears throat> I mean that you'd think that could be kind of a racial term. I, right? Um, Bubba. I, I don't know. Okay, anyway. But that's his name. But Bubba Smollett. I mean, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Bubba Wallace <laughs> is his name. Uh, but, like, they were getting rid of Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. And, I, and mm-hmm. I'm and i thinking, you, your clientele, a, a large amount of your clientele, I would think, come from the Deep South. Right? But, but that's the problem. Because if you're from the Deep South, you hate black people and want them all to be your slave. And so we shouldn't celebrate anything from them. If that's the case, should we just carve off the bottom half of the country? Just by default. Done. Well, um, if you ask, uh, uh, what's her name who started uh, Planned Parenthood? Oh, Sanger. Sanger. Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger. Um, it's interesting that uh, the cancel culture... Like they want to get rid of any hint of any type of slavery, hate, racism mm-hmm. in the past, except when it degrades human life. Then it's th- good. Then it's okay. Yep. Then we're going to yep. ignore it. But, um, anyways, mm-hmm. um, so the owner of the Redskins, what? He caved. And you know why he caved? Money? I, my, my assumption, I believe it's FedEx that owns naming rights to the field. And they would, would wanted the team to rethink that. Hmm. Which, I, this has been an ongoing debate. I mean, it, certainly as long as this show's been on, which is only a couple of years. But it's been an ongoing debate for ever. Yeah. But then how can they get away with the Cleveland Indians in baseball? Or well, that, the, that'll that'll go. Or the Kansas City Chiefs in football. That'll go. 
Ah, they'll just take a letter out, make it the Kansas City chefs. Yeah. Great googly moogly. <laughs> uh, do you remember that uh, <clears throat> that uh, Snickers commercial? No. Oh, well, that was the guy's on the field, and he's he's painting the end zone mm-hmm. for the for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And he's all done, and he steps back, and he looks at it, all satisfied. And a player runs up to him, and he goes, "Oh, that looks nice. Uh, who are the chefs?" <laughs> And he let, he forgot the eye, and then his response is, great googly moogly. Nice. <clears throat> so, sorry. I, I don't, I don't know what you can, what you can say about this. Um, uh, the Vikings pillaged people, um, so, raped and pillaged people, so they shouldn't. I mean that should be gone. Is there any um is there any professional sports team that has a mascot that that's actually that has no history that's poor? Yeah, or that <clears throat> that or that wouldn't be good to emulate. No, no, no. That the uh like the lunatics on the left wouldn't have an issue with if if they put their mind to it. All of them except the Chiefs, the Redskins, the Braves, the Indians. Right? Well The rest of them are fine. Raiders. Your, they're Oakland, fine. Oakland Raiders. They're fine. It's fine. No. No, it's fine. The Oilers destroying the world. Now that one I can get behind, especially is Houston. Yeah. Or no, nah, hold on. They don't exist anymore. I think they're the Houston Texans now. Okay, Texans. They're uh red state. <laughs> uh Dallas Cowboys. But they, they but killed Abbott, Indians. Governor Abbott is gonna shut them down again because they have to wear face coverings all over now because just because. Now no, honestly. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that any of this is going to end well? Which part? Like this whole cultural revolution we're going through right now. No. Do you think there's any way that this will uh, be resolved without a tremendous amount of bloodshed? I don't. But I'm intrigued with the with the new methods that are being employed, because I listened to Comrade Kate Brown. From Oregon, uh-huh. the the lovely governor of mm-hmm. that state, and she is implementing starting, I believe, on the fifteenth. That's two days from today, of July, a mandatory mask of face covering wearing indoors as well, and limiting all indoor activities groups to less than ten people or ten people or less. I think. So, uh, so like, now you got to wear a mask everywhere. So, like, if you had a family of twelve, well, you'd have you to probably send two of them would get else? exempt because you live in the same. But, but probably yes. Okay. And so, but what that is, it's in now. First, the first question that comes to mind is, what's the enforcement and who polices that? Mm-hmm. Well, you're always going to have law enforcement. I just got it. That will. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Who's going to enforce it? 
Um, well, the cops will. Antifa? No, the the the. Well, we are. We're all going to enforce it. Because one of the guys that was on the panel with Commander Kate was saying that if you see your friends that are not compliant, talk to them about it. Because they may not be as educated about it as you are. Hmm. So, we have now just... I don't know. I don't know what's the word. Emboldened, Snitches. <laughs> empowered. Yeah. Um. Me? No. Me to condescend you. Oh well. Oh, oh well, of course. You clearly didn't oh, yes. quite understand the reason. Now here's the other thing. If I, I, I yesterday I'm building a bunch of furniture for our house. So I'm sanding wood yesterday with an orbital sander for like three hours. I was thinking about masks. The reason that I would wear a mask in that scenario would be for, um, for what? Uh, so that you don't get dust in your lungs? Where? In mine. Yeah. Um, the good filters go one direction, correct? Uh. They, they primarily, they're designed to filter stuff coming into you. Right, yeah. They're not necessarily designed to there filter things an, going the other way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, true. So why, then? Am I being told that I have to wear a face covering, a mask, so that I can protect other people from me? Um, well, if you're sick and you're breathing it out, there the thought is that it will diminish the amount of particles that would go into the air, especially if you coughed or sneezed. That would be the... Diminish. Diminish. Probably very, in a very minute manner. Well... Right? I I don't know. I mean, it depends upon, you know, I don't think that they have (laughs) clearly established, of course they haven't, the common mechanism of transmission other than sustained direct exposure for... With somebody else who was sick. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that they've established, uh, like, they've there's hardly been anybody who has been found sick who got it, say, in the supermarket or, in, you know, at Walmart or whatever. The vast majority is you are in contact with somebody who is sick, who is transmissible, and they're coughing or whatever, and you're in that vicinity for an ex- extended period of time, then you might be more inclined to get it. Or if <clears throat> husband or a wife or a child has it, and you're in close proximity to it. But the whole mass thing, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I was listening to our lovely doctor friend from your state, but close to our state. We won't say their name. And someone asked the question, and this is a Facebook Live, so this was like real time. This was a week or probably two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, the question was, uh, if it's true, or no, the question was, we thought that you have to have prolonged exposure around someone in order to transmit. And that's 10 minutes or more is what they're saying. Okay. 
And so the question was, why then? What's the point of wearing a mask if I know I'm walking from my car into the store to grab bread and then I'm coming back out? So did they hem and they hawed? The answer was, oh, I guess you're right. Um, but you still need to wear the mask because you don't know what's going to happen. So they're appealing to emotion, ignorance. ignorance, and yes, yep, yep. And old Kate Brown says you need to wear a mask so you don't kill somebody else. Oh. What's that mean? Well, it's kind. Of, it's like a form of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu where you disarm the other person <laughs> from killing. So let's think about this for just a second. Let's just say, um. It takes a decently amount of exposure mm-hmm. to get someone infected, theoretically. Sure. So if I walk in and I say, hey, how's it going to you? And I move right along. Did I accidentally kill you? Could I have? Mm-mm. Well, if you shot Mm-mm. me the, while and, you were, <laughs> I mean. With a corona bullet. I. Um, no, it's ridiculous. It's appealing to some weird emotional thing, but see, that's that's the entire cancel culture. It's it's all emotion. It's all coming up with these these. Uh, what what do what do you call that uh, that thing that people would create where the ball would go down and it would hit a bowling pin, the bowling pin would fall over. And it would hit another thing. Chain reaction. Yeah. What 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 do they call that? They had a name for that. That puzzle. Um, I'm not really sure the answer to that. <laughs> well, anyways, so when it comes to to all the cancel culture, when it comes to all of this this sort of thing, it is this all these tenuous threads mm-hmm. that don't necessarily logically follow from one point to the next but that they weave them together to come up with the conclusion that they want in the beginning mm-hmm. it's their uh uh ministers do this all the time it's called a proof text i know what i want to mm-hmm. teach mm-hmm. so i'm going to run around and try to find some passage of scripture that will support my premise rather than letting uh, the Bible speak for itself. <clears throat> the the end result is tyranny. They want to control. Well, they want, they want um, Donald Trump to not get reelected so that they can implement the, the craziest liberal policies this country has ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it they're taking advantage and there we have it and these governors are it's this parenting model the implication is the government and specifically your governor is your parent and you are the adolescent child who really is kind of adult and you don't quite understand what the, the consequences of your actions well, but see, that's if you don't vote Democrat, that's that's the premise. Yeah. The reason why you don't is you're not smart enough to understand how good it would be to be a liberal. Mhm. So, of course, it's it's total 
disdain for any anybody who either thinks for themselves mm-hmm. or um, doesn't completely in lockstep agree with you. Correct. The director of the Who, the Who, 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 is that the World Health Heath Organization? Uh-huh. Uh, said yesterday, well, I, I heard the clip yesterday on uh, the No Agenda show. And <clears throat> the director of the World Health Organization, I believe he's Ethiopian. Yeah. Um, he said that the virus thrives on division. Hmm. And that in order to beat the virus, we must unify mm-hmm. we have to be unified and or, and, or trump has to go one of the two yeah. which maybe is that yeah but it was crazy because that is the idea and i think what it says is this thing maybe isn't anything like what we're being told right if that group, which we're supposed to hold the who up, not the band, the, the organization up, as as God Almighty, mm-hmm. if we're supposed to hold them up, and now they're saying, well, in order to really beat this, we need a global leadership. That's how the virus will die. We can't. It, and the wording they use, and it's possible it's lost in translation. It's possible. Oh, he didn't say it in English? No, he did, but it's possible that his English as a second language, second or third language, uh-huh. uh, has kicked in. Mm-hmm. But to say that the virus thrives on division, it's crazy. Someone asked the yes, governor, what, what the the director of uh, ep- ep- epidemics or whatever in Oregon today. Someone asked, um, "What's the data?" Since you've implemented, I believe it's been two weeks, roughly two weeks since they've had a mandatory face covering rule or ordinance law mandate in Oregon. Uh, have you seen a drop in uh, in cases? And the answer was, we really can't know that because um, we, we, it's hard to know. But masks may help. They may help. They don't know. They may help. And that is crap. How can you well, mandate to mandate something? I mean, this is a, a penalty. It's a misdemeanor. You get fined. And eventually, I think if you keep flouting the law, uh, you will get uh, arrested. How can you do that? On You know, it might work. Yeah, maybe. No. Now, it, it, to mandate a seatbelt, and I'm not a fan of government mandate mandates, but mm-hmm. to mandate a seatbelt... There is a lot of actual data you can find. They had a seatbelt, they died. They had a seatbelt on, they died. They had a seatbelt off, they died. Whatever. You can create actual data and, and make a rule based on real data. But the, but the premise behind the seatbelt law is that you're too stupid to, to do what's right for you. Correct. So we're going to force you. Correct. But they at least could fall back on some actual hard numbers in theory mm-hmm. that said we did all this research and this many people didn't die because they had a, a, a belt on. Okay. But a mask, there, there's no way for them to give you an answer. 
Yep, it works. No, it doesn't. What, what doesn't work? What does work? They said nothing about social gatherings in the streets. But the other thing on, on top of that, though, is that at the very beginning, they said if you wore a mask, it was... It would be worse for you if you wore a mask. At the beginning, that's what they said. So now they're saying, if you don't wear a mask, it'll be worse for you. Are you saying they're talking out of both sides of their mouth? Yeah. (laughs) And, see, if these people get reelected in Oregon, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you got what you wanted. The the problem is the problem is the same as Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The the legislature and the governor gets elected essentially by the urban, the big city. Right. You know, in Minnesota, it's the Twin Cities area. In Oregon, it's Portland, Salem, Eugene. <clears throat> Everything right. else, for the most part, outside of a few small pockets of Liberalville, for the most <clears throat> part, it is as red as they come. But red that's skin. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> well, <clears throat> now they got all the. Never mind. Um, apparently, according to the New York Post, this was actually from June second. So this is not new. Of this year? Uh, yes. <laughs> Safe sex during the coronavirus pandemic might soon require protection beyond just the nether regions. A new study from researchers at Harvard says that hooking up carries some risk for transmitting COVID-19 from one partner to the other and recommends, among other practices, wearing a face mask while doing it. Are you kidding? (laughs) Well, you know, there's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. All you have to... The only thing, if you could say something, it's... Think about that for a second. <clears throat> right. If, yeah, I, I, I don't even know. What, I don't know. I don't know. It, the level of hypocrisy and stupidity just keeps ratcheting up another, another step. And, um, <clears throat> If Trump happens to win, mm-hmm. if after all the cheating and all the manipulation, if after all of that he still wins, um, I, I can't imagine that there's not going to be Terrorist attacks, Antifa taking it to the next level, ambushing people, everything else. And if Trump doesn't win, I can't imagine that Trump and every other person in his administration won't be brought up on charges collusion they're going to destroy anybody they're going to use the law because they can 
they will find a judge, they will find a uh, district attorney or a state attorney. They're going to throw as many people into prison as they possibly can. Who? Who? The The left? Yeah, the left. And if Trump wins, the left is going to support a nationwide armed conflict. There's there's absolutely no possible way that wouldn't happen. No possible way. Well, the amount of guns that are flying off the shelves right now is interesting because we are creating a much more heavily armed populace right now in this. Because they know what's coming. Yeah. The worry, though, is there are a lot of first timers mm-hmm. that might cause problems. And I'm not, I, I, I let them, I mean, let them get what they need to do and hopefully seek training. But like, like what do you mean? Uh, are these uh, liberals who uh, well, get Well, there it are done? some. Well, yeah, but... Because their stuff's getting broken by their own woke movements, and that's the problem. Well, okay, so to me, this is a perfect example of what's going to happen when Trump, if Trump uh, loses. Mm-hmm. You remember uh, in the uh, in the news, what? It was probably two, three weeks ago in St. Louis. There was a protest. They broke down a door into that one affluent community, mm-hmm. and the attorney came out with his wife mm-hmm. with an AR. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> the district attorney there found a judge, and they got a warrant, and the cops went to their house and confiscated all of their weapons. So because... They, they were they were trying to protect themselves and their property. Mm-hmm. Because of that, they have made them made it possible for them to have no defense against mm-hmm. another mob. Mm-hmm. And there's and it's in the public. It's like in the news. <clears throat> and it's in the news, yeah. so everybody knows. Yeah, now you know. Good luck. Go get them. Yeah, exactly. So. That is going to happen over mm-hmm. and over and over again um, across the board. And the end result, in my opinion, will be armed conflict. Because at a certain point, people who. are not... But, but uh, like if the cops come to issue a warrant, will there be... like it'll be, will, Absolutely. Standoffville? A- absolutely. Waco. L- like Waco. Like Ruby Ridge, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But you're not going to have law enforcement that is going to be so committed to to uh, uh, take people out or drag them. You're going to have, you might have federal law enforcement mm-hmm. specialized units that come in, but the county, the the average county, I'm not talking about cities of first class like Minneapolis, because those are all just political uh, prostitutes who... Uh, I was going to say a different word. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like the like the Hennepin County mm-hmm. in Minneapolis mm-hmm. and the Ramsey County uh, sheriffs, they're just pieces of garbage. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. They're politic. They're whores. They oh. are whores. But they're not pieces of garbage. <laughs> they're whores. <clears throat> Better. Good. Um, good. Um, every single uh, chief of police is a p- 
politically they serve at the discretion mm-hmm. of the city council. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to uh, smaller communities, there's there's no way, and there's no way a sheriff is going to have his people mm-hmm. go into harm's way for a political reason. There's no way. I mean, it's it's just not going to happen. Um. So you're gonna have you're gonna have counties mm-hmm. where, like in Oregon, um, that w- will refuse to enforce that that mass law. That they'll say no, we're not going to. We're not going to tell you you have to wear a mask. And if you do, I'm telling you know my officers that they will not tickle uh, give you a ticket. They will leave you alone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And so you're going to have this greater and greater divide, and the the most productive people in a culture are not liberals; mm. they're conservatives. Um, and that's that's just the way it is. That, that's your truth. Well, you, you, there's you can't back it up with my truth. That's yours. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> right. <laughs> so you're going to have. You're going to have a greater and greater divide, mm-hmm. and unless there is some secession, that, but that's not going to happen. the only The only way that works, and this is where I'm, I, I don't know exactly what to think, because the only way to actually overthrow the governments is to have the military on your side. That is the only way. It's too big. Like there are too many guns and. Too much training and power oh, yeah. on the side of the government, but <clears throat> say to, to have a real insurgence. Oh no, I'm not talking insurgency. I'm talking seceding from the union. Oh, guess that's not going to happen. Uh, if 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 it's the choice, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. No, I I I absolutely don't think it'll happen. Although they tried but, it in Seattle, <laughs> that worked well. Yeah, well, Chop. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't really secede. They just um. <laughs> but you have you have uh, California, you have mm. Northern California, and you the have state LA. Of Jefferson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if both sides, if the adults on both sides were able to come together and say this is not going to work Can out, can you imagine what that would do to the California's? Well, there's, no, there's no way it would happen. Right, but to Absolutely California's not. representation in in the government. <laughs> In the the federal government, well, hey, they would die. It'd be fantastic. The, well, because the other it would thing fall is, apart. Uh, how uh, how would you do this? Uh, if you want to secede from the union, undoubtedly you have federal land there. Mm. Uh, what's up with that federal land? What are you going to do with that? Fe- I mean, there's so many there's so many issues with it. Well, but then it goes back to 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 private property. It, is that a thing anymore? <clears throat> do we have that in America? Because I, I, I question that we do. We think we do. We don't. No. If I don't pay my my dues yep. for having my private property, they'll take yep. it away from me against my will. Yeah. That's not private property. Yep. And they can come on it whenever they want, assuming they have a piece of paper that some judge decided they could have. Yep. And so half of them will come on no matter what. And that's that's one of the issues when it comes to law enforcement, like that, like that uh, attorney- Mm-hmm. Who, um, uh, they didn't arrest him. They well, what just could took they arrest his, him for? Exactly. They just took his guns. So that means that 
that a judge sign an order mm-hmm. and and the sheriff or the chief of police are so invested in in almost into a cult oh, they where, in, where in they will issue, not think of anything served it, yeah as long as a judge gives an order we follow it mm-hmm. regardless hmm. now that's a lot of people won't do that it's i i for the life of me i i can't see any way out other than a lot of dead people and and not from a, a virus we can't see exactly and to make it even more pessimistic china wants to be the next superpower they have an ability to shoot off an emp mm-hmm. that would completely cripple our country yeah but let's think about that that is not in their best interest <clears throat> why not because if they remove our ability to buy their goods yeah uh but if they make them make us out to be the bad guys mm-hmm. say they uh say they lose one nuclear weapon on a relatively smaller city it kills half a million people and they say the americans did didn't it. they just do that uh, nu- uh <laughs> sorry sorry never mind well yeah not the chinese <laughs> but i mean you the could virus. you could make oh yes yeah um but you can make you can make a great enemy who where people will will uh come together mm-hmm. in defense of a unified enemy or uh, uh uh where every everybody becomes unified because you have this this perceived enemy and we will set aside we will sacrifice for greater country i mean they did it in 911 and we all know that was an inside job do we <laughs> <clears throat> But, I mean, the country's going to be so vulnerable to outside influences. Yeah, but, but see, and go, I think you're right. Going back to the parenting model that I was thinking of, Governor Abbott, he's a Republican in Texas. He said a couple of days ago, one, it's a quote, one of the best ways to keep businesses open while also slowing the spread is to wear a face mask like this. He said in a taped video address from his office, holding a cloth mask in the colors of the Texas flag. Then, then we have um, the Texas Division of Emergency Management Ooh. advising residents to consider wearing a mask at all times, including inside your own home. In an interview with, uh, this is from News 4 Essay. The How about NBC, if you go swimming? The, Should the, you wear it underwater too? Probably. Uh, Chief Nim Kid said as much, adding, uh, adding the community has paid attention and done well outside their homes, but it is not enough, he said. This is a quote. We still need people to wear the mask out in public. We still need people to keep social distance and isolation. See, that's the other thing that creeps me out. They are forcing 
They're wanting to force people not to be together because that's how you keep people from having a real insurgency is you have to come together, but you can't do that anymore. He said, Ryan, the one thing I want to try to get across today is we need to do what we're, we need to do that when we're in our homes also. That's a quote. As you know, I'm a lifelong San Antonian, grew up there, worked there for many years, and I know how many multi-generational families that we have. That seems like a slam on the, uh, <clears throat> the Mexican population. Uh, while we believe the community is doing a great job of following the rules when they are outside the home, we really need them to be thinking about doing the same thing when we're inside the home. Little children, when you're inside the house, you need to wear your mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact we need to get across is, in order to protect ourselves, we need to protect our families and our loved ones. We really need to think about the care that we're providing inside the home right now and make sure we're not spreading this inside the home and then making it come outside the home. I don't want the nanny state. Okay. Kate Brown today said, it is a sign of respect for others for you to wear your face covering like you're told. Public shaming is now acceptable in America for that reason. Well, yeah. Yeah. Encouraged, I should say. Sure. Sure. So this falls right in line with you got to wear a mask when you're making love with your wife (laughs) because you're supposed to wear it inside anyway. I I don't know... uh... I don't even know who they're talking to. That was so he, that quote was from July 9th. That is just four days ago. Uh, but <clears throat> is has there been anybody who um whose whose mind is going to be changed? What do you mean? Based upon that discussion, what you know what they said? I mean, is any is anybody going to go? Oh yeah, you're right, uh, honey. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll wear my mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why don't they issue everybody a bubble, and everybody can be like the bubble boy? Um, oh, and like the one you can bounce around in, or yeah. actually like, like like a hamster bubble that you can run. Yeah, in. like a hamster bubble. <laughs> I like it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> we'll move on in a second from this mask thing, but this from NPR. Oh, okay. The National so, Propaganda Radio. Pub, public, public. Fair radio. and balanced. Fair, fair. Uh, the headline, <clears throat> what you need to know about protective face masks. This came out um, mid-noon, uh, no, midnight, this morning. <coughs> On New York. Who's who's the author? Maria. Oh, there's two of them because it took two apparently to make this. S- Maria Godoy. Okay. And Sarah McCammon. Okay. Do they have a picture of them at the bottom? They do. Okay. I would bet. Okay. Uh, twenty six to twenty eight years old, both of them. Maria Godoy. 
is a senior science and health editor and correspondent with NPR News. Her reporting can be heard across NPR News shows and podcasts. Uh, I don't know her age because that would be ageist. Yeah, she looks pretty. Uh, Then we have Sarah McCammon. Let's check her page out. Yep, 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 that's the one. Yep, that's it. One of them had to be. During the 2016 election cycle, she was NPR's lead political reporter assigned to, guess who, Donald J. Trump's campaign. In that capacity, she was a regular on the NPR Politics Podcast and reported on the GOP primary, the rise of the Trump movement, divisions within the Republican Party over the future of the GOP, and the role of religion in those debates. Sounds like a real one-sided winner. All right. There's growing evidence that masks help curb the spread of coronavirus. Now, I would love to know what that growing evidence is. Yep. Committing to wear a mask out in the world all the time, though, can also raise some questions. What do you do when you want to take a sip of water and when you're exercising? NPR's Sarah McCammon asked Maria Godoy, NPR's health Die. correspondent, some questions about wearing masks. Okay. Oh, this is the conversation. This will be good. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Do you know how much mask wearing prevents the spread of coronavirus? Is it for your own protection or for other people's protection? It's primarily to protect other people from the person wearing the mask because we know that people can spread the coronavirus even if they aren't showing symptoms yet or never show symptoms. How do we know this? Exactly. There's research showing even a loose-fitting Surgical mask can block almost all the infectious droplets a person might emit when they're talking. I have a hard time believing that. Unless they're just talking about the direct, right in front of you, spittle, mm-hmm. then maybe. Mm-hmm. The important spittle. Yeah. The important sure. thing is that the more people are wearing a mask, the more everyone is protected. Your mask protects me and From mine protects you. But see, like I said earlier, if I wear a mask when I'm woodworking, I'm not doing that so the air in the room is protected from me. I'm doing that so I don't breathe in sawdust. Right. But you're not wearing a cloth, loose-fitting cloth mask. No, because it wouldn't matter then. Yeah. Another question. Masks help stop the spread of coronavirus. That's important. But is there a downside? Can wearing a one limit oxygen intake in ways that can be harmful? Is this this anything people should worry about? No. Not for the types of cloth masks or surgical masks that the general public wears. Um... The fibers they're made of aren't dense enough to block the exchange of gases like oxygen or carbon dioxide, and these masks aren't so tight that air can't get in around the sides. Then why bother? (laughs) Now, there is some evidence that wearing N95 respirators for long periods of time without a break may potentially affect oxygen levels, but not to a dangerous extent, especially in healthy people. Because that's who it matters. Aren't the people we're trying to protect the unhealthy? Mm-hmm. N95 respirators seal more tightly to the face, and the risk there is really for people predisposed to breathing problems. For example, someone with emphysema. But really, only medical workers should be wearing N95s because they're in short supply. 
Not because it. See, that's that's crap. This mm-hmm. cannot. I'm sorry. Masks cannot matter for them to make that claim. Well, no. The only people that need the good ones, and those could actually harm you if you wear them too long, the N95s, only medical professionals need those. You know why? Because we don't have enough of them. So you dumb slaves, knit your own. Exactly. And wear that. You'll be good. Yep. Wrap a t-shirt around your face. It's no different. In terms of different types of masks, which one's better? Surgical masks or cloth masks? N95, probably. First of all, a mask is only useful if you actually wear it. That said, there's a lot more research on surgical masks than cloth masks when it comes to reducing the spread of respiratory viruses. As I mentioned, there's good research showing that surgical masks can block most of the infectious droplets emitted by the word spittle. But there she, it is. But she didn't say at the beginning she said it was loose-fitting masks, right? And now it's switched to surgical masks. Right, but uh, it doesn't matter. Questioning is inappropriate. Okay, you're right. But here's the rub, she says. It's hard to know how much a surgical mask is protecting you in terms of blocking out small particles. particles. That's because when researchers test how well surgical masks filter out particles and they use the same test methods used to test an N95 respirator, the results are all over the place. Some test at 80% filtration efficiency and some are as low as 10%. There doesn't seem to be a great way of knowing what you're getting. Then why bother? Right. Agreed. What about people with serious... Re- I can't go on. This is this is crap. <laughs> this is ludicrous. This is your... What, what do they call this? The National Propaganda. propaganda. It's propaganda. That's exactly what it is. The top of Drudge Ugh. right now. Oh, dear. California closing indoor restaurants, movie theaters and bars, churches and gyms. California rolls back reopening plans as new outbreaks force major reversal. Outbreaks in California? I presume. I don't. (laughs) Governor Gavin Newsom shut down indoor activities across California on Monday, today, in the starkest sign yet that the nation's most populous state is scrambling to prevent months of progress against the coronavirus from evaporating. Newsom ordered houses of worship, gyms, and barbershops to close across dozens of counties that collectively contain the vast majority of California's population and most of its urban centers. Statewide, bars will need to again shutter and restaurants must halt indoor dining. The sweeping order punctuated California's rapidly deteriorating situation. In March, Newsom was the first governor in the nation to fully shut down his state, elevating California into a poster child for aggressive efforts to limit the pandemic's spread. Okay, now here's the issue with all this. Mm -hmm. Well, one of many. (laughs) There's only one? (laughs) Well... On Drudge Report, 
it yes. also has um, an article that says virus immunity in recovered patients may be gone in months. So, what do we do? Do Hide. we shut everything isolate, down? Isolate for ever a hundred years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how about at a certain point you have to say this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Learn to live with it. We're going to have to learn to live with it, mm-hmm. and so we're going to we're going to live with it. It's in, this is insanity, but there's it's it's all a pretext. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. The pretext is we got to do whatever we can to make sure that Trump doesn't get reelected. So we're going to shut everything <clears throat> down to destroy the economies with the hope. That Trump won't get reelected. But perhaps, perhaps a bunch of the people who who uh, think for themselves look at what's going on and say to themselves, self, things aren't as bad as it seems. This virus doesn't seem as bad as it seems. These people keep uh, overreacting. These people that keep overreacting are lying to me. The people that are lying to me tend to be Democrats. They, the Democrats tend to be liars. So they say that Trump is a horrible person, but they're a liar saying that Trump is a horrible person. Maybe I will vote for Trump. So these morons thinking that they're trying to change everything, are actually creating that which they don't want to happen, which is him getting reelected. I... And I'm spent. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer, other than it will either be a landslide victory for Trump which will then bring with it all kinds of chaos. Because you saw what happened when George Floyd got murdered, and quote, air quotes, got murdered. Across the country, what happened? I mean, destruction. Pretext, and that, and yeah. that was And that was very likely a trial. Let's see what happens. How does it work when we, across the country, heck, in this town I live in, there's 3,500 people, they had a that rally. They had a Black Lives Matter rally at the courthouse or at the the, the police station. Oh, they had a rally at the police yeah. station. Oh. A bunch of little twit, like sixteen-year-old kids, yeah. wanted to get I together know. and do their thing. I know, mostly from my state. <laughs> I came over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, everyone has this idea. Oh, the oh, the vaccine. Once we get the vaccine, we're good. Nope. Oh, that's the other thing. I didn't even think about that. But, you know, if you can lose your immunity after a few months, then theoretically you're going to have to take that vaccine every six months until you die. (laughs) If you don't want to potentially get sick. Well, okay. Now, take this for what it's worth for you people that are morons. I listened to a fascinating conversation by a doctor who some people discredit. A what? Only because... Uh, a doctor. I don't know what that uh, means. Only because he uh, has said things people don't like about vaccines. Anyway, he was talking about the measles vaccine and what it has done to natural measles. 
it has essentially destroyed our ability to manage natural measles. Oh. And so what he said, what's happened so is So people that, get sicker. Hello. So it, <clears throat> if you get the, the vaccine, because the idea is they want antibodies, this whole thing with COVID, mm-hmm. oh, to get the antibody test, get the antibody test to prove that you're, you can fight it off. Well, the measles vaccine... That Fauci says that's the best vaccine out there. It's the one that's most effective. It's awesome. Measles is the one. Okay. That's the vaccine that's phenomenal. So that's like the gold standard. If you get that, they were doing tests. He said you have to get it, and you have about 100 days. And after 100 days, your antibodies fall off. So theoretically... Unless you've had a measles vaccine about every four months, you are not, pro- in quotes, to get protected. Oh, it, it has the rebound effect well, probably with it. Well, you're, it's gone. Your, your, your protections are gone. But then your from body the vaccine. Over, overreacts when it does encounter measles. Perhaps. But the point is the, the potential security protections you get from the vaccine are short-lived. This sounds like a very similar problem with this d- d- coronavirus. If there, if it's right that your immunity, your antibodies uh, wane after what a couple months, they were in the same boat. <laughs> so yeah, it is a, a shot every six months, every four months. You have to go get your booster. Get your boost. Talk about just killing off the old population. Sorry, it's for the greater good. Well, let's just use a forty-five. It's a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah, less painful. Probably. Yeah. And more NPR. The CDC employees are calling out the agency's quote toxic culture of racial aggressions. Racial aggressions. More than 1,000 current employees at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have signed a letter calling for the federal agency to address, quote, ongoing and recurring acts of racism and discrimination against black employees, NPR has learned. Uh, In the letter addressed to CDC Director Robert Redfield and dated June 30, the authors put their call for change in the context of the coronavirus pandemic's disproportionate impact on black people. And the killings of George Floyd, Ahmad Arbery, Brianna Taylor, and Rayshard Brooks. NPR obtained a copy of the letter, which is published below. In light of the recent calls for justice across this country and around the world, we, as dedicated public health professionals who know better than everyone else, can no longer stay silent to the widespread acts of racism and discrimination within CDC that are in fact undermining the agency's core mission, the letter reads. The letter offers a rare glimpse inside a famously opaque federal agency where career staff often work for decades and information is carefully filtered to the public through the press office. As of Sunday evening, yesterday, 1,007 staff members had signed the letter. That is 9% of the agency's workforce. And the number of signatories is growing. 
Well, yeah, because if you ever want to get promoted or get a raise, I'm sure that's going to be on your file, whether you've signed that sort of thing. It describes an old boy-girl network <clears throat> where white managers promote white staff while allegedly stifling and discouraging black staff. Oh, boy-girl. And, and a pervasive and toxic culture of racial aggressions. What if your designated pronouns are they and them? What about them? Well, you're not part of the, the girl-boy network then. It also says that hundreds of equal employment opportunity complaints have been filed by black employees in the past decades. Many of them unresolved. Systemic racism is not just a concept perpetuated outside these walls, the letter reads. It is a crushing reality for people of color in, the daily, in their daily lived experiences here at CDC. The, author, the authors make several, no, seven, seven uh -oh. demands for action, oh. including diversifying senior leadership, addressing racism in the CDC's culture, and publicly declaring, oh, this is it, publicly declaring racism a public health crisis in the U.S. Yep, there it is. How is racism a public health crisis? Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. <laughs> there was a <clears throat> infographic. I may have sent it to the group of us. Uh, we have a group. <clears throat> um... Mm. I got to find it here. It was all about how to how to combat racism. Because we yes. all know. Let me find it here. That was a long one. Nope, not that. Mm. Um, there it is. <clears throat> Brave communities becoming becoming anti-racist. Anti now, the, now, if you can, in your mind's eye, imagine a little circle on the left that says becoming anti-racist. It kind of looks like an eyeball. It does. It's looking to the right. Uh, and then a bigger one, that's the fear zone. And then there's another bigger one, that's the learning zone. And then the largest circle out is called the growth zone. Well, it's the growth zone that I'm intrigued with, but we'll get there. So in the fear zone... Now, this is all, remember, becoming anti-racist, which is the opposite of racist. So the assumption is you're racist, and how do you become the opposite of that? That's what this te teaches us, right? According to these morons. <laughs> hey, 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 don't question their truth, okay? <clears throat> in the fear zone. The, these, these put you in the fear zone. So I don't know if that's fear of racism, fear of yes. black people. Fear of... Fear of, of not... Insert the race. Okay. Uh, I deny racism is a problem. If you can say yes to that, you live in the fear zone. If you can say yes to I avoid avoid hard questions. Any like calculus is really hard. If I avoid that in my race, I'm in the fear zone. I strive to be comfortable. I talk to others who look and think like me. I think um yeah, I avoid hard questions. That that'd be like um you uh Stand up your, you know, have your friends stand up in front of the group and say, okay, got a question for you. When did you first get your period? And uh, if you avoid that, you're a racist. Fe fe no, fear zone. You're afraid of it. I know, but you're a racist. Clearly, yeah. 
And now moving on to the learning zone. The learning zone, ready? I listen to others who think and look differently than me. Now this from the fear zone, the fear zone is that I talk to others who look and think like me. But if I'm in the learning zone, I listen to others who think and look. I don't talk to them. I listen to them who think and look differently than me. And I am vulnerable about my own biases and knowledge gaps. So I know how dumb I am. I educate myself about race and... You know, I didn't want to say nothing, um, but... Okay, keep going. Sorry. Sorry. I educate myself about race and structural racism. I understand my own privilege in ignoring racism. That's I'm in the learning zone. I seek out questions that make me uncomfortable. I'm learning. I recognize racism as a present and current problem. All right, so we're learning. Now, before we can grow, we got to be able to agree with these things. This is how we grow. Now, I'm not sure if you do this. Um, I identify how I may unknowingly benefit from racism. Yeah. I promote and advocate for policies and leaders that are anti-racist. How do I know? Do, do you get a badge? Is this like a merit badge you get? I don't, um, I don't understand, uh, like that first one that you mentioned. Which one? I, I identify how I may unknowingly benefit from racism? Yeah. Um, like you, you live in a community that except for a minority of Hispanic people, everybody is Caucasian. Well, that's the appearance. That doesn't mean it's true. But if everybody is the same... We shouldn't talk to anyone. How how do you benefit from racism if there is no one here... Well, in whom you are being racist against. If it wasn't racism, then there would clearly be people here if it wasn't for racism, correct? No. No, you're wrong. That That is correct. <laughs> I'm evidently not growing. I've got to go back a notch. You, gotta, you need the learning zone. All right. I, I'm still in fear. Sit with my discomfort. I don't know what that means. I, what could that mean? It's just, yeah. What, 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 let's be. What could this mean? I sit with my discomfort. Oh, maybe it's uh, I I own it, or I don't try to get rid of the di- discomfort by. Is that um, like um, what's that called when you deliberately it. hurt yourself? Um. Or, you know, taking a dump in your pants. <laughs> no, it doesn't say sit in my discomfort. It says sit with. Oh. That's different. Okay. I right. speak out when I see racism in action. Who determines what that is? And if you live in a community where everybody's... Then speak out. What? Hey, how's it going? What's the speak out? Uh, maybe if somebody says something... A yelling? That's racist you 
speak out and I, <clears throat> I here here's more of the growth zone ready I educate <laughs> because I'm smart I educate my peers how racism harms our professions because I'm so uber smart that I get to educate my peers of mm. see of how racism harms our professions what does this mean mm-hmm. how does it I, I'm confused how does racism harm my profession how does it harm your profession? Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> I don't let mistakes deter me from being better. Good. That's a good one. I oh, oh this. This I don't understand either. I yield positions of power to those otherwise marginalized give me a give give me that in practice what does that mean um that would be if say i was somebody who just bought a brand new house i'm not talking about anybody in particular i'm just saying theoretically if there was a said person who bought a really nice brand mm-hmm. new house mm-hmm. That you would sign that deed over to somebody otherwise fortunate. marginalized. Yes. Yep. And and you, I, you have, I, I have some names. I have some names. Some name. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to see you grow. You know, it's not for my sake. I want you to be a better person. I surround myself with others who think and look differently than me. Let's talk about that one for a second. So to me, those last two are the most damaging. Well, Alan, (laughs) I have to say. And that's the show, everybody. (laughs) We're all in the growth zone today. Yeah. Uh, I surround myself with others who think and look differently than me. Especially the look different. (laughs) Here is where I struggle with that concept. Because the idea there is that I must only care about how someone looks and the color of their skin. That has to be the very first thing I look at. Well, this whole thing is to marginalize everybody. Other Who, who benefits from this? Who benefits from this bull? Uh, Marxists mm-hmm. benefit okay. from this because it divides the country. It destroys the American dream. It it destroys the sense that um, sense of equality under law. It undermines all of that. <clears throat> so that's the whole point of of this is to try to continually um, get people. To be more and more marginalized. Now, if you were, say you were racist, say you were a member of the Ku Klux Klan who actively went out and beat up black people, some of these might not be a bad idea. Okay. 
I mean, seriously, if you lived in the deep south, if you lived in a town where there was probably half or three quarters white, quarter black, and everybody who was black, if if they got a decent job, you would go out of your way to destroy their ability to make a living, Mm -hmm. to subjugate Mm -hmm. people or to try to force them out. Some of these things might not be a bad idea to do. Okay. Okay. But we're not there, and the majority of places in the United States has not been there. So it's ridiculous. It's it's not useful at all. It doesn't do anything but divide. But the the author of this little graphic, I assume, maybe it's not one person, <clears throat> it's certainly an ideology. Dr. They, Andrew Ibrahim. Ah. They, he, I presume. Well, it depends upon what his personal pronoun is. It. Perhaps it is they. Correct. You're so progressive. Very likely do not surround themselves with people that think and look different than them. But yet they want everyone else to do that. So the goal is, unless unless you are me, unless you are black like me, you have to only listen to black like me, but I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to surround myself with you because you're the problem. That's the problem. It is because they're Marxists. They believe of it because of the power structure, people who identify a certain way are inherently evil. Marxism, it was the proletariat against the bourgeoisie. So the proletariat had all the money and all the capital, and the bourgeoisie didn't. So uh, you try to destroy the proletariat, they it was all identity politics. That's what's going on with this. So because if the proletariat is inherently evil, the bourgeoisie is oppressed, so they cannot, they don't have any power. They are not the cause of of the issue. It's all the proletariat. So in this, the white people have all the power, Mm -hmm. according to these this belief, and therefore, they're the only ones that can be racist. They're the only ones that can be oppressors. Black people cannot be oppressors because they don't have any power. Unless unless you are Republican black. Well, then, right? but then you're a traitor. Oh, okay. But you still don't have any power. Treason, then. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're a uh, house slave or whatever they call it. Uncle. An Uncle Tom. Tom. Not Ben, but Tom. Yes. Uh true. Um I I just don't I don't know I don't know anybody who reads this and would change anybody's mind. All this this sort of stuff all this is going to do is solidify people into certain positions. That will ultimately end in uh, civil war or civil civil uh, unrest. 
that is the only the only thing that will happen do you see a problem with the the sentiment that during this time of racial uncertainty that we're in whatever you want to call it uh and I, I say those things because that's what the media says we're in and all the uber woke people say we are is it this idea now that if I don't have dark skin, I'm supposed to only support businesses that are run and owned by dark skin people. I'm supposed to only hang out with and like befriend people that have dark skin. I'm supposed to showcase them artists. I'm not, I'm only supposed to listen to artists, musicians, that are of dark skin. They do, they can't can't listen to any white skinned. Um, I don't know if they're I necessarily can't. saying that. Oh yes, but like um, you know, uh, there's a lot of artists out there. There's a lot of liberal mu- musicians groups that believe it. I I don't necessarily know that they're saying that you have to only have anything to do with somebody who's black maybe not them all but the only stuff the the only artists that were well that we're supposed to champion how about that at this point oh yeah sure are we can only do that my I, I have family in two states over that posts on the social medias that here's a list of black owned businesses so you know which ones are okay to support. How is this not segregation? Oh, of course it is. Is yeah. that their goal? Well, it's Marxism. It's it's destruction of it's destruction of America. And that's their goal. Absolutely. Outrageous. On the upside, this is the David Allen Show. (laughs) Oh, man. The world is falling apart. But the good news, the good news is that Elon Musk is now worth more than Warren Buffett. According to his stake as uh, in Tesla. As of Friday, Musk is worth about $70.5 billion. Now, on paper. <laughs> fake paper. Uh, this is the same guy who is selling all of his things because he doesn't want to be hampered down by stuff. It's really because he's broke. But that's fine. Uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk is now the seventh richest person in the world surpassing legendary investor Warren Buffett as Tesla's stock continues to skyrocket. The funny part is uh, the, the story right below this says the stock is higher than Google and it's more than 100% overvalued. <laughs> Tesla's wild stock surge is confounding <coughs> common sense. Since crossing the $1,000 mark 
on June 10, the electric car maker's share price has soared another 70% in just a month, making it not only the world's most valuable automobile company despite selling significantly fewer cars than its similarly valued competitors, but also the 10th largest stock in the U.S., trailing did, tech giants like Apple, Amazon, and Google. So, uh, did it say why it increased that much? Because that's not... Gambling. It, oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, something's going on, obviously. Um, but if you could figure out who is pushing it that high and why, you could make a lot of money, not through Tesla. But there's... Yeah. There's a point to it. Mm-hmm. This is smoke and mirrors, and they're trying to do something. Because this is going to go up, but it's going to come back down. Well, if you could figure out how to short it. Oh, yeah. you can. Oh, man. But, the but that's o- a risky gamble. Well, th- the problem with shorting is that uh, the company that you're shorting might likely be able to outlast you. Mm-hmm. So... You have to correctly time the short. Otherwise, you'll get destroyed. <clears throat> I don't know why <clears throat> it's that high, though. Tesla shares continue to surge Monday and hit another new high. The shares jumped 12% in morning trading and brought the company's market valuation to $325 billion dollars making it the 10th largest U.S. stock by market value. Investors now believe that Tesla could report a fourth straight quarter of GAAP profits, but it posts second quarter results on July 22nd, or when it does, uh, meaning it could be considered for inclusion in the S&P 500. The company's stock is up more than 300% for the year. Now, I'll tell you what. For those potentially smart people that got in early, Oh man, yeah, wow, yeah. I guess I'm. I guess I don't know how much stock is out there, but <clears throat> enough. Um, Doctor, this all goes back to coronavirus. White House coronavirus advisor Doctor Tony Fauci. Is and he I still? Heard, by the way, I heard Doctor Burks. Okay, his colleague call him Tony. So don't reprimand me for calling him Tony. Oh, okay. As you did last time. Oh, well. Tony Fauci, the doctor, the Lord and Savior. I didn't realize savior. that you went to medical school. So, anyways. <laughs> Said the United States is seeing a surge in new coronavirus infections. Why? Tell me why. Um, Racism. <laughs> Almost. Because the country never shut down entirely. Oh. You know, have I ever told you that joke about little (laughs) Johnny in Sunday school? Go ahead. Okay. So. (laughs) Or wait, was that just a a bad lead into something? (laughs) So. The Sunday school teacher is uh, trying to occupy these kids. And he's showing them pictures of of different things and he and uh he holds up a picture of a rabbit and he says johnny what's this and johnny says 
you know, looks like a rabbit, but I'm going to have to say Jesus. <laughs> so, if you ask a question about what the problem is, I'm going to have to say racism. <laughs> and you're probably going to be right most of the exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, from CNBC today. Another round of stimulus checks? Extended unemployment? Here are answers to key money questions. Now, CNBC is fairly straight up. Like, they're a pretty decent um, financial reporting group. They don't hold the same biases as their sister, MSNBC. Yeah, because it's it's business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for many Americans, budgeting uh, has become a more precarious balancing act these days. Both sides of the equation, income and expenses, are wrought with uncertainty. What will happen when your unemployment benefits run out? Will you be able to keep up with your credit card payments? Here is some information on where things stand. Will there be another stimulus check? Another round of cash payments could be coming. House Democrats passed a $3 trillion stimulus bill called the HEROES Act in May that included giving $1,200 to each American who earned less than $75,000 a year. President Donald Trump called that legislation dead on arrival, but the White House has since signaled support for more stimulus checks. Most recently, uh, let's see, fewer match. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican Kentucky, uh, suggested dispersing the funds to people making 40000 or less a year. In an interview last week on CNBC, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin declined to say whether or not he supported that income cap. But he confirmed that the White House was still in favor of yet another round of payments. And once the details are finalized in the Senate, he said, we can get that into hardworking Americans' bank accounts very, very quickly. Mm. Good. Uh, Where my money? And then, what? the next question, when will my unemployment check stop? Uh, when you get a job. In the same <laughs> interview on CNBC last week, Mnuchin, it's the weirdest name, M-N-U-C-H-I-N, Mnuchin. I know. Mnuchin said another stimulus bill will pass by the end of the month. That's just when the additional 600 federal weekly $600 uh, federal weekly unemployment checks are set to expire. There's some hope that the additional federal weekly benefit will continue beyond July. The Heroes Act would continue the $600 until January 2021. In the end, Democrats and Republicans may agree on an extra federal benefit of a smaller amount said Chad Stone, chief economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Wow, how do you get that job? Uh, I work for the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Uh, But without an extension of federal benefits, jobless Americans will receive only their weekly state benefits. The average state check nationwide stands at around, oh brother, $333 a week. The magic number... With a low of 101 in Oklahoma and a high of $531 in Massachusetts as of April. Workers in most states are typically eligible for state benefits for up to 26 weeks, but thanks to the CARES Act in many states, they'll be able to collect the checks for 39 weeks. Mm. 
Ooh, here's a question. Do I have to pay my rent now? During the pandemic, rules around eviction vary by state, but there's even different protections by cities and counties. Uh, let's see. When do I have to start paying my student loans again? I don't know. Uh, those are just the questions. Oh, what about my other bills? Ha! This situation varies depending on whether you live or where you live and which bill you're worried about. For example, New York utility Con Edison pledged that it won't shut off anyone's lights during the pandemic. Mm. Can you imagine the bill you're going to get at the end of it? Oh, yeah. If you oh, we didn't, we didn't turn it off, but now you owe us $10,000. Oh, yeah. And then it's going to get shut off and you'll go to jail. Well, and then, okay, say you leave that apartment and go or whatever. Where, yeah. Where are you going to go? Yeah. Every, wherever you go. That hangs over your head because yeah. you have to still use the stupid Con Edison company. I'm sure you'd have to declare bankruptcy. Oh. Now, <clears throat> what is that going to look like in America in a year? Oh, that's gone up like dramatically. I know I just read that up like 32% or heard 32% of people in July either didn't make any payments or all at all or only partial payments on their mortgage rent so etc how many people a third so a third of americans that have mortgages or, uh, or rent, rent yeah are behind right now yeah oh man oh i know this is going to be so bad there's n- there's no way we're going to be able to this is going to be a depression there's no other way around it. What's the answer? Trump, Biden, Biden needs to win. Racism. Then, then <laughs> it's hard to argue with this. And that's the other thing. You can't argue with it. No. Because if you do, you're a racist. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so why is it that everyone is so afraid, and everyone, I say everyone, the typically the conservative movement... That side of the aisle, that we, they, uh, are afraid to speak out against this. You mean people that have something to lose in terms of, well, not even, well, like, but, you know, look at Terry Crews. Okay. You know, you saw that tweet that he came yep. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, this is a, a hill that I'm willing to, to die on. Mm-hmm. Okay. If everybody who had an opinion and said it were like that they would the the left would stop the reason why they keep doing this is that people keep capitulating like the owner of the redskins mm-hmm. if he said hell no we're not changing the name mm-hmm. and uh fedex if you don't like it, mm-hmm. you can stuff it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's another state that that I can move this to. Well, or we'll find someone else to pay the bill to name the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Um, all of a sudden, you wouldn't even hear about mm-hmm. it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's because there are so many gutless wonders out there. I mean, the worst thing you can do now... Mm-hmm. is apologize for anything you've said or done unless 
you know, you're really, I, unless it was something really bad. But like the that Boeing executive who in yeah. 1987 wrote a paper that said that he didn't believe that women should be in the military, a position that I, at least in the fighting portion of mm-hmm. it, completely and totally agree with. Um, he resigned. And he, he resigned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, <laughs> yeah, I... I guarantee you there are plenty of conservative attorneys that would uh, take up that law lawsuit. I guarantee there would really? be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jay Sekulow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely they would. And uh, if you didn't have enough money, do a GoFundMe. There's tons of people that would give money. Mm-hmm. But what I mean, what I predict is going to happen is that they're going to push, they're going to push, and there's going to be somebody or a group of people that have said, this is the line. If they push across it, I'm not, I'm not backing down whether or not I die. It doesn't matter. So there are going to be people who are going to arm themselves and, and, like for instance, if there's a beloved monument and Antifa comes and is trying to break it down, and somebody comes and tries tries to do it, mm-hmm. uh, they'll shoot them or they'll kill kill some people. And then when law enforcement comes to arrest them, there's going to be a group of people who say, "No, you're not arresting them. It was self defense." And it, there's going to be the shot heard around the world, like the. Like the American Revolution, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. I predict. So, what do you think it will take for <clears throat> there to be full out war inside America? I don't think there will be full out war. I think it'll be regional. It'll be uh, this town. There might be fighting in this town. That, that town there won't. There might be martial law in this state or mm-hmm. in this area. Um, if if there is, uh, like, if we're attacked by China or if there's an EMP or something like that, mm-hmm. even regionally, then there will probably be national martial law, <laughs> you know. But see, you know, when all of that happens, and, you know, thinking about even in Minnesota, you know, when they, you, you can't go out unless it's it's uh, essential, essential travel only. Yep. Um Who's the police officer for that? Yeah, Who, I, I no, mean, but nobody got stopped. Right. I don't think there was ever a ticket for that. So, but but that's the point. Is at what point is that stuff going to be? Uh, you will now be checked for your papers when you're out. You will have to have some. If there's proof. martial law, I think you think that's what it will take. Yeah. But yeah. see, Commander Kate, oh Abbott, oh Comrade Walls, uh, they're all claiming that uh, if you dumb children. Mm-hmm. Don't obey us and wear your mask. Then we're going to have to shut us down. It's your fault. It's not our fault. It's your fault. We're going to shut everything down. I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But if you don't wear your masks, dumb slave, you, you that's what's going to happen. And your friends are going to have to go out of business because you couldn't be bothered to wear a stupid a face covering to save their life. 
and then I have to step in as your parent and fix your problem. Dummy. Yeah. That's the mentality. And I'm sick and tired of it. And I don't know what I would do if, if in our state, I can't imagine it would ever happen, but if it did and it came down to, I can't walk outside or walk inside, apparently, without some face covering on, because it's against the law, I don't know if I would comply. Be- and not because I don't want to wear a mask, but because there is no evidence, there's no proof, and on now they're mandating something that is uh, unproven. That might be the case. I personally would wear a mask if, if because you know our governor is going to do it eventually. Oh, you but, don't have a choice. But if he, you know if or when he says it, I'll wear a mask just because. Because well, you it, clearly are more woke and you, you care about people. I like that. That's good. You know, I didn't want to have to say that. <laughs> um, you didn't, I did. <laughs> but, you know, um, but at a certain point, the only time that I will ever raise, you know, do any type of violence or anything is out of self-protection mm-hmm. like uh somebody is coming to harm me or harm my family um but i i i don't i i don't know i don't know what's going to happen because we can we can sit and talk about or personally i can talk that there's going to be violence but I don't think that any of us know what that's going to end up mm-hmm. as. But I am positive, personally, that our country is going to effectively be com- be toast in the next couple, I mean, 10, 15 years if we're still here, just because we... There are so many people, at least our country as we know it. There might be, if if different states split off or whatever, there's going to be some that will adhere to the principles of the Constitution. But uh, California, you know, the, the leadership there, the leadership in New York, Illinois, Massachusetts, even getting to the point in Minnesota, other country or uh, states like that, they believe that the Constitution is is a racist government, right, you know, right. document and whatnot. Well, now that that's a good thought. I hadn't really considered yet. When is that going to be the next monument that needs to be removed? Because it was written by racists. That that absolutely. If <clears throat> if uh, if enough states, I would think it would have to be two thirds of the states. In it it order. is right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not going to happen. But like, we won't have a constitutional change outside of a, of a coup. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I don't know what it's going to look like. It it's whatever it's going. It's going to be bad. It's it's going to be bad. But you know every. Every empire goes through this. Every empire in the history of the world has gone through this. Mm-hmm. And the people on the inside are the ones that destroy. It, and it would be one thing if 
you could say, um, if I could if I could talk to some of these progressives and say one day you're going to regret this, I could say that. But I don't think they will ever regret it because I don't think that they are they're clearly not interested in even having a dialogue to even talk or discuss. So there isn't going to be any regret. The only regret, I you know, I don't know, is that maybe at a certain point they'll regret that they didn't try bloodshed sooner. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. There is no standard of... of- truth anymore no and, and when everything is so <laughs> fluid um there there's no rock to stand on there is no high ground you know some would call the moral high ground there isn't any anymore because everything is so subjective everything you know is that is that glass behind you is that hard well i think it's soft it's not hard it's soft feel it it's like there's a pandemic yeah. of madness that has hit our country yeah and, and and it's it's there's been a successful indoctrination of people to make them believe that if i say something is true for me that you do you have no right to question it or to call it out now in my mind i can say well, if that's the case, then two plus three is one. Yep. Well, that's not, it, it is, that's how I, because I don't believe this, the truths, I don't believe your truths of math. Eh. Wrong. Build a bridge. Yeah. Try that. See how that works yeah. out for you. There's got to be something that is so stan- so solid and true, and it is. Run through that piece of glass. Run through the wall. Good luck. Um, I think it's soft. Try. Go for it. You can't. There is truth, and that's what I don't get. It's this idea that, oh, Everything I, is subjective. I, yeah. and, and I don't know if it's just because we're so afraid to hold a, a position, a, a truth position. Well, you know, I think part of it, you, you look at these riots, the vast majority of the people in these riots are under the age of 30. Yeah. So And have never, um, they don't have anything to lose. It's mm-hmm. not like they have property or mm-hmm. family um they don't have any of that yeah um so um why not and i guarantee if they ever fell in love and had children <laughs> they wouldn't be doing it because one they wouldn't have ha- they wouldn't have the time to do it and if they do have children it's because they probably divorce and they probably don't value their children versus their own personal freedom. <clears throat> but it's it's vile across the board, but the whole point of it is the destruction of the of our country. There is a conspiracy to destroy our America. I mean, you look at the Bilderberg group, you look at uh what's the thing down in California with the owl and Alex Jones did an expose. Oh yeah, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, something grove. 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 Bohemian yeah. Grove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bohemian mm-hmm. Grove, Council on Foreign Relations, mm-hmm. all those trilateral commission, they're all like-minded people 
who want a global government, mm-hmm. the United States stands in the way. Well, and that's why it's so fascinating when you hear the the World Health Organization leader saying this virus can only be beat if we actually unify yeah. in in the world. So then that's global government. Yeah. It's absolutely globalization. Yeah. And if that's the goal, I had a conversation uh, a few weeks ago uh, with a guy and, you know, think talking about this whole thing, the shutdowns and all this stuff, you know, the the idea that for the most part, America closed for business for a while. And like we didn't in South Dakota um, officially, but the reality is anything that outside of grocery stores, um, the supply chain got stopped yeah. in a lot of a lot of yep. scenarios. And that effectively shut down business in states like ours, which didn't close down. Yep. Like me personally, my business, the companies I use to produce the work I do, they got shut down because they're in states that their governor shut them down. Well, mm-hmm. that effectively turned my business off. Mm-hmm. So what that did is, yes, our governor, she's got the moral high ground. She can be the the cool, independent, conservative thinker who is probably going to be the vice president. Um, there's, you know, she can have that thing to stand on because she didn't shut it down. Oh, no, everyone else did. Mm-hmm. And so our country did that. And if the goal is globalization... How do you stop people from thinking small and thinking locally? You do that by shutting down the ability for them to shop local and small. Oh, yes. You turn off Main Street. Yep. And you force people into Walmart. You force people into Costco. Totally. But this was like a hard turnoff. You're not in Minnesota. You're not allowed. Friend of mine has got a small business. He was not legally allowed to open his door for business. For almost two months. He wasn't legally allowed to do it. So yeah. what's what, what in the world are you supposed to do with that? And if the goal is globalization, that's step one. You force everyone into the big, big world, the, the big box concept. And I don't want to go into Costco where everyone else. I don't want to go into Walmart where everyone's at. So where am I going to go? Amazon. Well, and Amazon will become, it's so easy. It's simple. Piece of cake. And they're also trying to force people into cities. Totally. And that's that's another reason. Which in this case makes no sense because it seems like the the uh, the George Floyd riots uh, kind of put a kibosh on some of that thought because now I don't want to go into the city because that could happen to me. So we're going to see a, kind of an exodus at some point by some of these people that are realizing, mm-hmm. whoa, that's not what I had in mind. But mm-hmm. the elites, the governors, the, go- the, the governing bodies... I think they absolutely are pushing for to try to delegitimize Main Street. And from a biblical point of view, you could say this whole thing is a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to lead to what the Bible mm-hmm. says is going to happen in the end times. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> it's lining up. It's crazy, that's for sure. Craziness. Any last thoughts? Uh, Before we wrap up this David Allen show. What number is it? 99. Get out of Dodge. So the next show we cross into 100. 
triple digits. Woo! It only wow. took us four years to get here, for crying yeah. out loud. Be another four years to get into four <laughs> digits. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> just cr- hammer, crank them out. <clears throat> so, yeah, next time we uh, we have to do a... So definitely stay tuned for that 100 episode. The 100 episode is going to be so good. Oh, man. That was kind of funny. So good. DavidAllenShow.com. If you want to send us a message, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. Yeah, 100 is coming up. That's kooky. I know. It's wild. Wild, I say. Wild. All right. We'll see you next time. Ta-ta. Toodles. Stop. And let my mind reflect and capture my emotions. Run towards the end just to appraise your own.